0: To the Welcome to Rexum Rexum podcast, where we talk a little bit of Rexum and a whole lot of Rexum. I hope you are feeling welcome and you are feeling Wrexhamed at this time. I seem to have activated my Alexa in the process of saying, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see if she chimes in, but thank you for joining us. I am the co-hosts. I have the co-hosts. I am the co-hosts, one of uh, Chuck Bailey, Ian Stimson. Boys, we're just going to talk about Welcome to Rexum for the next hour and a half. Just strap in obviously. The romance, Ian. It means so much to the town.
1: (laughs) I haven't seen any of it yet. I'm looking forward to it. I've only heard good things from uh, even people like yourself who I would have thought would have just disregarded it as rubbish have you seen the sunderland one i mean you've got to see the sunderland one as well no i
0: know sunderland so i don't want to see about them
1: oh i see you what you like the introduction to a brand new well
0: i i already dislike sunderland so i can't like enjoy a show about them no
1: no you can watch that then because it's an absolute shit show it's brilliant
0: oh they they go they went down right like they went like double down
1: well yeah but the 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 documentary is showing them failing to get up again with some hilarious behind the scenes people it's it's very that
0: just sounds sad yeah, it is sad, but if you dislike Sunderland, that's a good Oh thing. no, what if the Wrexham one is sad too? See, we're winning really, like, we're in the, like, we're like, they just got the new signing, come on, Pat Mullins, he's going to score all the goals, like, Paul fucking, it, there's hope right now, we're living on hope on a two season, two years ago, three years ago, maybe, I don't know, season of Wrexham. Like, <laughs> Whatever, yeah. Oh my god, we have, we like, every week we're like, ooh, are they going to go good, is it going to be bad, is this a happy season, a bad, like. They won
2: 5-0 at the weekend. <laughs> this season, yeah, but I don't know what happened that season. But how can you say no spoilers? Like, it's, it's <laughs> f- football exists. Like, you can't just...
0: <laughs> for that season. I don't know what happened that season.
2: And then they're going to do another season and you're not going to be able to look.
0: Apparently no one else wants to talk about Wrexham, but I welcome all Wrexham fans to this podcast. If you are joining us for the just first time...
1: Just don't tweet Oscar and tell him what happened that season for fun. Yes, <laughs>
0: please, please. No spoilers. Um... <laughs> I recognize that the idea of spoilers there is confusing, but you know what I mean. There's spoilers for the show in, if you don't know what happened. Like, you know, this is like a show based on a book, right? Except the book is a real-life thing that happened. But You don't have to look up the ending to the book if you haven't read the book. I'm just saying. Anyway, uh, we are one American and two Brits, and we try to talk about the Premier League, but often get distracted. Uh, If you are joining us for the first time, thank you. We're very happy to have you. We love you. We appreciate it. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Um, If you're returning, patreon.com slash miles pod, get all sorts of goodies um, and friendship and love in the Slack, a wonderful little corner of the internet. Um, There's FPL stuff. Check the links, click the links, join the leagues, all the good things. And I guess we'll get to... I don't know. How are we going to do this? There's been a lot of games. There's been a transfer window. There's been more refereeing nonsense. I don't, what you, what's the plan here, Ian? Tell me.
1: Uh, why don't we just go not team by team because there is 20 of them. It seems like a lot, doesn't it?
0: That's a, uh, that's almost as much as you, the other years.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, nearly. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, let's just go go through any teams that seem like they're in a strange position uh, based on where we thought they'd be at the start or have had an interesting transfer window. Like we can go from bottom to top or something okay. like that. Okay,
0: that sounds good to me. Starting at the bottom, we have Leicester. I don't know that many people would have them in 20th right now. Uh, they are negative 0.6 expected goal difference per 90, which is pretty terrible. Not 20th worst, but still down in relegation form. Um, by the underlying, again, take that with a grain of salt, but the context of those underlying numbers is that they have had a terrible, terrible window and everything is just all sorts of bad vibes all the time.
2: Bournemouth Bournemouth lost 9-0 and have only conceded two goals more than Leicester.
0: <laughs> Not ideal, I think. I mean, they did do something on the weekend, right? Like, is is it as simple as, oh, get Plug vardy out of there because he's old and if you put someone else in, like, they might... Yeah,
2: sure. It worked really well and they lost 5-2 to Brighton. They scored two goals... <laughs> As
1: many as two,
2: they were they were one 0 up after one minute, and that lasted twelve minutes before they were losing.
1: <laughs> uh, they're they're in trouble, aren't they? They're playing, you know, indeedy as a centre back. They're all arguing with each other. Ward looks like he can't step up as as goalkeeper. Like. Everyone in the team seemed to be having a go at everyone else in the team.
2: Danny Ward for post-shot XG minus goals allowed is in the 1th percentile in the top five leagues across Europe. Ooh, wow. Goals <laughs> against, he is in the 1th percentile. Save percentage, he is in the 1th percentile. <laughs> yeah? Ouch.
1: Need I say more? So is is... Roger's gonna walk Is he waiting for them To sack him
2: I think he's waiting For them to sack him Because he wants that Sweet sweet payoff he, but they, they
0: don't want to Pay him off That's it He's not Never gonna Never quit leave. your job Ian always get fired I'm not
1: sure That's good advice people uh- <laughs> 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 In football It does seem to be Because yeah That's the way you make Most of your money Apparently if you're a hmm. manager I'm pretty
0: sure We're still paying Jose Mourinho For the first time He was here So I don't know, you know yeah. It's pretty good Getting fired as yeah,
1: a I think that's how He's made most of his money Jose but yeah, I sort of, I don't know whether, do I feel sorry for Brendan Rodgers? Probably not. Probably not. No.
0: No. I don't feel, I don't feel sorry for him or for Leicester. Like, we talked about this last year. Fuck off. You got your league title. You got your FA Cup. You can fuck off back to the championship. Exactly. No There's cares. more teams. Let's move on. Done. Uh, next up, Nottingham Forest. Who knows anything about anything? Do we give them a question mark for the window? Seems like money laundering to me. That's my official <laughs> like conspiracy theory at this point. They stopped
2: um, on Blackjack, but you know,
0: free agents can still happen. Yeah, I know. I really, actually, I want them to get to 25. I want them to get to 25 because like, that that would just be so poetic.
1: What, like a whole Premier League squad?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 21 new transfers. Jesus.
1: I mean, yeah, I don't even know if Steve Cooper knows really yet what's, well, he can't possibly know what his, you know, team looks like yet because it's just not, there's not enough time to sort of see that. And he seems to be struggling, I think, to realise that, These three centre backs that he plays, you know, it's, it's admirable. The go get in sort of football. Yeah. But you can't play those three centre backs in the Premier League and expect to, expect to win and expect to keep teams out. And even Bournemouth, even Bournemouth. Yeah,
2: if you if you're two 0 up against Bournemouth and you lose, I'm I'm willing to put that down as a relegation candidate in the new rules. It's not great,
0: <laughs> and they are the worst by underlying numbers so far this season. Obviously, only six matches played, so grain of salt. But this is about when they start to reveal some hints of some patterns and them being really fucking bad.
2: <laughs> I don't think so. I don't. I still don't think we have any information. Just being the levelness of it and saying what I said before. I think everything before the World Cup for them is a free hit. And then they get a pre season in the middle of the season and then mm, they attack the second half of the year. Like yeah. uh, and obviously strengthen in January. Um, <laughs> More the <strength> only <laughs> the only other weird thing is that and um you guys all have to see this now as well, is I saw something where someone said that Steve Cooper looks like he's just been let out of a headlock all the time <laughs> and now I can't unsee it, oh, so God. do you guys get to see it too? Brilliant. Thanks for that. <laughs> That's it. That's your Nottingham Forest summary.
0: All right, moving on then. Uh, Moving up the table, we have two teams that I think people would probably be surprised to have this low, this far. This far is only six matches, but still, they're very, very far down. I'll take them as a pair because they play in similar jerseys. Uh, (laughs) And we have West Ham and Aston Villa. Um, Surprised, I am at least. I was here on the podcast in the pre talking about how Villa were going to be good, carry on from some good form towards the end of last season. Coutinho was going to bang on. Gerard gonna bang on. He's looking likely to get fired. Maybe next in line, him or B. Raj, mm. and West Ham too. Confusing, aren't they supposed to be like a European team? Aren't they supposed to be good? What's going on? You guys tell me. What's what's the deal here?
2: Uh, I mean, Villa was a they strengthened early in the window, and we thought that would be all right. And then Gerard obviously lost his uh, right hand man. Um, and now it's looking very bad, and they want rid. But he also had a very similar start at Rangers, so okay. <laughs> I don't know. He's not. He's also not in his first season. But and West Ham is a weird one because they just can't seem to score goals, or they get their goals disallowed when they do score their goals. Oscar, um, as much as you, <laughs> he almost pre-
0: murdered him. There should be a criminal <laughs> investigation. There should be a ten-match retroactive ban. It was. A
2: goal, dangerous. It was a goal,
0: and but Mendy was brave. Honestly, the courage it took for Mendy to carry on in that game. (laughs) Anyway, um, a true hero. The
2: the weird, the weird kind of pinch of salt we have to say though. With, I mean, yeah, Villa and West Ham and Forest. I guess is there only three points from like top half basically. Like eleven. Yeah, it's, so it's tight. Right it's very now. truncated, but you know we have to talk about something, of course. Um, and you wouldn't have expected West Ham to to perform this badly early in the season.
0: Are either of these teams going to be down in the relegation conversation come January or the end of the year? Do you think, or is this just like a early season table looks weird kind of situation?
2: West Ham shouldn't be down this far, especially with um, Pakitar signing and and they've they've strengthened yeah. quite well. I think Villa. Who knows? Less so, we would know.
0: Villa have too much money and talent, I think, to, like, fall this
2: far down. Look at their fans. I I was following, like, some of their fans on Twitter, and
0: they were complaining
2: because they weren't spending money. And I thought, this is baffling. You spent, like, 200, 300 million pounds on players in the last two years. and they spent all the Grealish money. but But they spent more than the Grealish money in the Grealish summer, and they spent more money before they sold Grealish as well. So... And then even in this window, I think they they still paid what I mean. They bought Coutinho, and at first thought we thought that would be a great signing, but he seems to have just done nothing um, apart from another disallowed. Well, it wasn't a goal nah. um, against Man City uh, that we that we had. That was uh, exactly the same kind of situation as the one against Palace, where the referee blows the whistle far too early for something ridiculous which and in and in this situation there is no debate to be had about whether a release or anything coutinho was fully on side and it's fucking embarrassing but we're not going to get into breath watch again this week there's no point uh we did it last week and everyone else is doing it so uh they're all just shit but um no i i don't expect villa and west ham to stay down here they'll they'll yeah me neither
0: i think i think they'll be fine they won't be like top you know, European contending probably anymore, either of them, but like they'll be fine.
2: I don't know. They're only two games away from Europe, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah, At exactly. minute, let's not
1: The only thing yeah. I would say about Villa is that as as you said last week, there was a lot of stuff on Twitter about uh, rumours about Gerard imminent sacking and this this draw against Man City this weekend Potentially is a stay mm. of execution, and they've got a couple of, of decent fixtures uh, next. I think it's Leicester and Southampton. But if Gerard yeah, was they're to big go, fixtures. yeah, they are big games. If Gerard was to go, that would then potentially, you know, all bets are off because a change of manager can really disrupt things. But I'm, hmm. just, I, I'm only saying that because the rumours was and the, the betting odds were that Gerard was right up there to win the sack race, obviously did Which is he didn't. silly
2: because we've said this before that like one performance shouldn't change a bad fit. You know, a a point against Man City, an unexpected point against Man City yeah. um, doesn't make him a good manager all of a sudden. But then, you know, you're going to give him the Leicester and the Southampton opportunity. But what happens then if he doesn't win both that's the, that's either the problem. of those games yeah. and, and then we end up in a uh you know there was Steve Bruce that was there for far too long Watford did it with their managers <laughs> um, well. apart from the one the one good one that they didn't get rid of too soon you know you, you see this where teams take too long because they think it's going to turn around Norwich in fact Daniel Farker for, for ages before Dean Smith came in and vice versa Dean Smith was in for ages with Villa so yeah and then Everton are
0: next in their shit, so. Everton are shit, but I do wonder, you know, they have four draws on the bounce. Obviously, the biggest Woo! one is the most recent one. <laughs> I know title winning form, exciting stuff, four draws on the bounce. But like, you know, they're getting points. They spent money they, they again. Sp- wait, who do they spend money on?
2: They spent money on uh, Onana, what that's his name, um, <laughs> Dwight McNeil, Neil Morpay, uh, renowned homophobe, just a gay again. Um, James Garner from uh, Man United, who very highly rated and did really well with Enfo last year in the Championship. So confusing why they didn't sign them. Hmm. Um, out of all the signings they did make, and then they brought uh, Tarkovsky in on a free, and then Connor Cody on a loan as well. So some decent enough. Yeah, some of those
0: are names I recognize. I mean, so. Pick-
2: Pickford went super fucking Saiyan in this game, <laughs> and just he was screaming at doing his job, but like not <laughs> angrily. It seemed some of the time, so I'm all for that. Um, but yeah, Anana seems to be the one that's real, real quality um, in there. looks looks very, very good. Twenty year old defensive midfielder who came in from Lille. Um, they spent big money on him, so. If they're going to get it, I mean, it's, it's, it's Everton, right? It's they're, they're Man United further down the table. They spend a load, a load of money and it doesn't click and then they recycle and then they spend a load of money on loads of other people and just never really seem to achieve anything. And I don't, really see them pushing on with Lampard there yeah
1: so a vaguely positive transfer window but they are currently around about where we expected them to be so they're probably going to be
0: do we still i had them in a relegation scrap do we still have them in a relegation scrap at the close of the window and six games in
2: i mean i had them getting relegated with wolves and bournemouth so
1: i mean still could happen we're only six games in I, i i think it's i think it's honestly 50 50 i think uh it easily could go badly for Everton uh, because I don't, I just don't trust Frank as a manager, to be
0: honest. That's fair enough. We've seen nothing to uh, <laughs> sort of indicate that you should. Um, the only thing I would say is if Calvert-Lewin comes back good, uh, that could yeah. be big for them. If he comes back strong, then that could be really bad they for them. They can't be Mike. relying
2: on Neil fucking Morpé. he, well, he yeah, that much is Everton, true. Everton in the Liverpool game, I'm pretty sure, had a four-on-one and he missed it <laughs> like... That's fucking appalling.
0: Next up the table, we got your palace. Chuck, surprised to see you this far down. I guess you have had a very tough set of fixtures to start off. Um, This is about when your fixtures should be turning around, so I would imagine we'll see you flying right up the table. Uh, We've talked a lot about palace and where they're at right now. Do you want to kind of sum up the transfer window, maybe? Maybe where you, where you're at for like the moves they made this summer as a whole anything kind of later moves etc um,
2: we made no late moves we we didn't the last player we signed was Chris Richards about five, four, four, five 4 5 weeks before the window uh closed um the club were playing brinkmanship with a lot of players uh Ismaila for one um Gallagher obviously Uh, was the the main target which seemed a bit weird like we were wasting potentially time and resources on a player that we were never gonna get on a permanent Um, because Tuchel seems to love him even if he doesn't use him in the right way although he used him a bit better uh, but he got very angry with him because he's not a ball progressive midfielder don't give him the ball let him get the ball and shoot from very high up Uh, that's basically what he's good for Um, so yeah looking at our first six games I would best case scenario have expected about eight points um, so to be on six is fine. Maybe from whence they came could have been a bit better beating Brentford mm. rather than losing, especially in the manner we did so late. Defending, that was fucking awful. Um, and our underlying stats aren't good. Um, for XG Conceded, we are the fourth worst team in the league. But You
0: played, you played City though. Like- well,
2: the, the, the caveat to that is the teams we've played against are first, second, third, fourth, and seventh for XG Created this year. So, like, yeah, we had this last year, I think, as well, where we played every team that was above us early on. And so we've still got a fairly rough three. I mean, we've got Man United, then Brighton, then Chelsea. Um, Man United, we could do something. You never know with these European games and exactly where they're at, but they've, they've turned a good vein of form now. This is kind of about where I thought we'd be. It would be nice to be a little bit higher, you know, if we had one against brentford you're looking at top half of the table not that that means much at this point but yeah i think we're fine you still thinking about
0: european tour for like projecting forward oh yeah
2: in in the way that like loads of teams are that it's still just a fucking toss-up between enough teams um what
0: eighth place is the last european spot right so we're talking about palace finishing top eight
2: yeah or winning the fa cup which we will do
0: or winning the fa cup Yeah, I mean, if yeah, you're. I have you solidly top eight at this point.
2: And take take Decoré, who's been playing at defensive midfielder, is like phenomenal. When I watched him at the game uh, against Brentford, like every time he got the ball, he made the right decision. His body shape was correct to to put it into the right area. He was making progressive passes, making runs. Like he's absolutely phenomenal. He's the best centre mid, uh, probably since like Kabai that I've seen play for us. So, Uh, and similar to Kabai, he seems to get tired around the seventy fifth minute. So. Um hopefully that'll improve, but yeah no i'm I'm, I'm fine this
0: season. Held on to Zaha, that's gotta be nice, right. There was rumors of him leaving for a minute there. Rumors of the podcast mm. being disbanded in response <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: yeah if if Zaha had gone to Chelsea, I would have left um <laughs> flat to sleep. That's, that's just it. Yeah, apparently Tottenham were asking questions and speaking to agent as well at the end, but I don't, I don't see why play, teams would do that because in fifteen games' time you can speak to him and it'll be it'll be free to sign on a pre contract for next summer, so and the player as well to do that to get more money. So um, yeah, at least we're going to get him in theory for the for the whole season and he's he's in great form. So that's that's great. Yeah, four goals already
0: in great form. All right uh let's keep going up the table then um wolves wolves i think there's something interesting going on there no not ian just shrugged aggressively (laughs) does not want to talk about wolves apparently what uh, why i would want to stop on a w team i don't know but something about me says that we should talk about wolves there might be some interesting stuff going on there
1: no are they better
0: than they were have we wildly underestimated them
1: Nope. i don't i just find them incredibly dull to watch all the time. I mean, you you take take a minute and, and convince me otherwise about Wolves, and then we'll move on. But yeah, go for it.
2: Can I can I just not? <laughs> can I do the opposite? They've scored three goals off five point seven xg. Uh, they've conceded four goals off six point nine xga. Uh, they're in the exact same spot they were. Um, they're they're bottom six for xg you created. Um, they did sign a, a load of uh, more Portuguese players. Of course, they then signed uh, Sasha Kalajic um who is a 6 foot 7 beast who did his ACL in the first game and uh obviously because then they need to bump up their portuguese quota they are now signing Diego Costa on a free transfer apparently so yeah yes who
0: is
1: a bastard
2: a
0: Spaniard born in Brazil so portuguese clearly yeah. <laughs> Speaks Portuguese. <laughs> he does speak Portuguese. Yeah, that would be great. That's the only reason I brought them up is because Costa might be back in the Premier League. Yay! Oh,
2: I see, I see. <laughs> watch, him, watch him score against Chelsea now. He will not give <laughs> Honestly,
0: a shit. Honestly, I would be surprised if he didn't. It is written. A menace, a true menace, a, a, a hero of the art form. Um, Bournemouth, Southampton, Newcastle, Fulham, Leeds, Brentford, going to skip all of those <laughs> unless there's any that you care <laughs> you about? You wanted to take
1: a minute for Wolves, but you'll skip all of that. <laughs> yeah.
2: Bournemouth are 13th.
1: For now, all
2: of us need to take a hard, good, <laughs> long, hard look at ourselves, especially Villa and Forest fans.
0: Ah, uh, born with their thirteenth, but they're they're like almost as bad as Nottingham, and the two of them are very far away from everyone else in terms of the underlying numbers so far. Hmm. Grain of salt, bad. Um, but like they're not like done anything to disprove really that they're nope. awful. Like I, I do not reject that hypothesis yet.
1: Uh, Fulham are worth mentioning just because they are what oh were you
2: going to skip over Fulham yeah Southampton they're Southampton but they've got exciting young players now but Hassan Hootle going to Hassan Hootle and they'll win five lose five
0: Newcastle (laughs) (laughs) whatever Um, yeah I got no takes on Newcastle they they are slowly moving up the table as a team that has a lot of money and is making decent moves. Don't worry, they are,
2: they are they lobbying PGMOL uh, and going to have conversations. Um, yeah, I'm sure no brown envelopes will be and bungs will be happening and happening <laughs> uh, and hope no one loses their heads over the whole situation. But uh, And then Fulham. Fulham, what the fuck, Fulham? Fulham look
0: great. <laughs> Fulham are all over the map. There's loss to Tottenham win against brighton okay lost to arsenal Fair. win against brentford and Fair. draw with wolves in their last five yeah
1: but that I mean, that sounds all brighton, right to me you've lost against the two north london clubs who are going to be challenging for european places they've picked up points you wouldn't have necessarily thought so for the only team to beat club. brighton is that right? Well, there you it's go. Yeah, only team to beat Brighton so far this season. Yeah, I mean Mitrovic has been scoring. Once they get this Chelsea game out of the way as well, the fixtures r- really ease up for him. It's then mm-hmm. um, Enfo, Newcastle, uh, West Ham, Bournemouth, and Villa. I mean, Fulham could be pushing for their own Euro- their comeback European tour uh, <laughs> if they if they get. Yeah, you know, decent points from that. I'm not suggesting they're actually going to finish eighth or higher, but I'm just saying it's a bloody good start. And they've—it's just going to be about consistency, exactly. If they can stay consistent, then they will insulate themselves from any anything close to a relegation fight. So mm-hmm. I just think they're worthy worthy of note because. Mitrovic is is doing doing things he wasn't doing before
0: he sure is and he's fucking worth it in the FPL too I I had him in my week one and then dropped him out and then I fucking got him back and I'm on wild carding this week and it's the level to which I'm wild carding back to my game week one team it's like very frustrating
2: Yeah, I I think they've made a lot of really smart acquisitions early in the window and then late in the window mm, they got Dan James from Leeds because need fast man run fast uh, they have <laughs> Levin Kazawa from PSG Who they've been trying to shift for god knows how long And he's only on a loan transfer um, and, and they've got a Willian A uh, Willian
1: Oh, have they?
2: I mean, yeah, he wanted to get out of Brazil pretty sharpish because it wasn't very uh, fun for him. I think his family got death threats and stuff. Um, Good Lord. And Andreas Pereira has been absolutely great for Fulham. And Joao Palinha looks immense. Like, he's absolutely bosses that midfield. We saw it from game week one um, against Liverpool. He's an absolutely fantastic player for them. Quite a good acquisition. Um, I think we'll see how long that lasts, um, considering we've seen weird things. I mean, I know we skipped over Southampton there, but they signed Romeo Lavia from uh, Man City in the summer and uh, Chelsea were apparently already offering them 50 million. for. <laughs> we were offering 50
0: million to everybody for everything. But yeah, I this is
2: true. I had, to, I had to turn it down a couple of times just because I had prior commitments.
1: Um, you had other stuff. But on.
2: yeah, ch- g- great one for for the Golds, uh, Matthew and Safira. All yeah. right. Yeah, I just just felt like leaving a gap there for you. Who must be having a bloody lovely time? Absolutely bloody lovely time. Um, Fulham looking most likely to stay up and uh, what they've built and combined with Marco Silva seems to not be an absolute car crash. But speaking of absolute car crashes, the team in ninth place are absolutely fucking box office.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We have Leeds United for the listeners. Currently in ninth place, their last five games are draw, win, loss, draw, loss. Loss is coming against Brentford 5-2 and Mm. Brighton 1-0, their win being against Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me about Leeds.
2: I thought they were going to get relegated. They're in ninth. Yeah, they don't look like they're going to get relegated. Um, They just look like it's it's like Bielsa first season uh, where they look like they're going to have every game go 4-3 either way. Um and but this time they've got a manager that likes to swear and get booked and get sent off.
1: I mean, invade the pitch. Invade, was, uh...
2: Uh, come on, come on now, fucking lap of honour. It wasn't yeah. a
1: pitch invasion. Okay. He, I, I, I,
2: every manager incurs
1: incursions oh, onto the. He cross the white line,
2: but I mean, he had a fair point. The lead the lead player got absolutely fouled, and you saw him on the camera going, "That better be a fucking VIR check. He better fucking check VR are that's a fucking pen to the ref to the fourth official and then he gets sent off and goes yeah but at least you're gonna look at it and he basically says no he's like fuck this absolutely in a week of poor bullshit that was absolute bullshit um (laughs) uh, just mad and so yeah i'm I'm here for jesse marsh uh coming in everyone thinking he was ted lasso but
0: he's clearly led tasso no i mean this is what happens when you let americans in the riffraff we start throwing shit (laughs) start getting in fights this
2: is what we need because every time, like other American managers that have come in the league, have just been like, does anyone remember Bob Bradley? No, we're going to remember Jesse Marsh.
0: The invasion of baseball into the Premier League continues. Now we have analytics and back offices owned by baseball teams, and now we're going to start getting managers getting in the umpire's face. Next thing you know, there's going to be an American coach comes out wearing a full kit, <laughs> just like a baseball coach.
1: Well, you can't claim that he hasn't got passion.
2: Passion. Yeah. I need to control my temper better. No, Jesse. No, you don't.
1: He got booked to the the <laughs> match before this. He's had a fight with Bruno Large. So, you know, this, this is this is good stuff. Yeah. I'm here this for is Jesse what we need. This season.
2: Welcome, Jesse. The most important addition <laughs> to the Premier League this season.
0: More Americans. The more the Americanization of England is a good thing, I think. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> really not. It's really not. Don't be like us. We suck. Steady on. um Brentford doing Brentford things in eighth place. I Ivan Tony's great right like they do analytics this is you know whatever in world Mm. cup get him on the (laughs) fucking plane
1: yes please start
0: him over harry kane is that what you're saying i agree that's the endorsement of this podcast ivan tony is better than harry kane you heard it here chuck bailey Uh, quote uh, uh, no
2: no just just on the plane (laughs) just on the plane um he is absolutely fucking brilliant his penalties are incredible his free kicks uh, evidently are like penalties and then he can just be the coolest man in the fucking stadium winning the ball off the goalkeeper 35 yards out going beating a couple of players going long and then just dinking it into the top corner absolutely lovely what a hat trick what a man um yeah i brentford have been great as ever um that's kind of why i'm so gutted about the draw uh that we had against them late because that would have been an amazing three points because they're just very organized they're good at what they do um and uh-huh. they can put teams to the sword just like this um even in the game where i think leeds had 70 percent possession uh in this game so shows how yeah. little it, ma- it-, it mattered run by analytics so ticks the oscar boner button yeah. uh xg created fifth in the league this year um, doing bloody, lovely things, mid-table for XG Conceded. So, you know, Thomas Frank admits that they, they need to do better there. But, yeah, if Ivan Tony, I, I can see higher-up clubs coming in big for him this year. Um, Chelsea,
0: frankly.
1: Yes, please, because then there'll be a lovely Peter Russell on Clause. Oh, lovely. Well, it,
2: I mean, yeah, it would be Liverpool, but they just got Darwin Nunez, and he is a Liverpool fan. Um, so... It would be interesting. I'd hate for him to go to Manchester United. Yeah, so would I. Um, But yeah, I can can see him going big. Yeah, I can't see Brentford holding on to him for much longer, um, especially as he'll want to, to keep playing. But whilst they have him, let's not get doom and gloom. They look bloody great.
0: Yeah, Brentford doing Brentford things. Being great, Brentford. Keep shining your beautiful little shiny light. We love you. Moving up next to someone who we love where they currently are, and that's Liverpool in seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I start to get sad about the okay. start that Chelsea have had, which is not a good start. It's been a tough time as a Chelsea fan this season so far. Yep, I just got to remind myself that fucking hell, Liverpool are beneath us in the table. That feels pretty nice to say. Um, we can kind of take these two together. Honestly, they're both just teams that are in desperate need of a central midfielder who kind of tried to sign a central midfielder on deadline day. But like our teams that should be better with other pieces, obviously Liverpool more so than Chelsea, but
2: it's kind yeah. of
0: the same story, I think. Horrible. Liverpool,
2: I I don't think because of when the games have fallen, I've watched as much Chelsea as I have Liverpool this year. I think I've watched at least four Liverpool games and they look fucking shit, man. Like, bad. Apart from obviously the Bournemouth uh, dismantling, um, I I don't think Van Dijk has not looked himself at all in defence. Mo Salah hasn't been effective at all. Um, Nunez obviously got the headbutt, and then Firmino came in and did well, but he's not going to be a permanent solution. They're playing Henderson and Milner in midfield. Um, Henderson's out
0: for like a month now.
2: Is he? Okay, yeah. bloody yeah. hell. Um, and yeah, they had that massive list of injuries, which is going to hurt, but you know, we've seen... Liverpool in this situation before
0: and they didn't look this bad. We've talked about their midfield issues for years now and it they've just been kicking that can down the road just like fucking Chelsea and I think like we have slowly watched them erode and now all of a sudden we realize how far mm. they've come slowly. Um so it feels like a big jump but I think it's it's this has been like progressing in the background like the central midfield is a mess.
2: And I, and I think where Luis Diaz is great and is a very good player he's a different type of player than Mane and I think Mane being on the other wing for Salah created more space for Salah because I think teams know that Diaz isn't the same kind of player that's going to try and go deeper or be in behind he does take a few more touches and cut inside and so that then means, you know, you can kind of keep the pitch a bit smaller, keep yourself a bit tighter. And and Salah's just not, not done anything. And any FPL player would know that. You know, he's he's on the chopping yeah. block, basically, um, in a lot of teams. He would be gone from mine if they weren't playing Wolves next week. Um, but yeah, they just haven't been clicking. Uh, they've looked really bad, really disorganised. You know, uh, Klopp's been subbing out Robertson and Trent and starting Simicas and uh, you know who else is, is there a fullback I can't even remember now um, not playing a consistent centre-back pairing due to injury unfortunately with Canate and Batik being out but yeah Van Dyke's not looked his great self to be able to make up for that and it's been I dare say, almost United esque of, of seasons gone by, that it's just been in some games a few moments of brilliance. Um, you look at the result against Newcastle in the uh, the beautiful ninety eighth minute of uh, ninety five. Uh, get <laughs> fucked, you time wasting Geordie pricks! Um, stop rolling out on the floor. And, and I think Chelsea's kind of been the same. That that you could you could say it, it's just looked very disjointed. There's been no real progression or. or Or control of games in the same way or you know that that solid defense that I think Tuchel in his first 30 games conceded 16 goals and in his second 30 games he conceded 32 Um, so you you know double and, and yeah not to kind of pick on that part at all Oscar but you just don't seem you're not really creating and you're not Defending
0: Well, I mean, to go back to Liverpool, you're saying Van Dijk doesn't look like his old self. I think the most important thing to a central defender is a good central defensive mid. Mm. I think that center backs especially look worse when they're exposed by the line in front of them. And when your central midfield can neither progress the ball, keep the ball, or stop the ball from getting played through them, just one of the three things that a central midfield should hopefully be able to do Mm. – it's going to make your defenders look bad and it's going to make your attackers look bad. It's the heart of the fucking, like, it's the middle. (laughs) Yeah. Everything else depends around it. Like, I and, you know, Liverpool got an Arter on the last day of the season, right?
2: Yeah, fine. And
0: Chelsea got, uh, or not the last day of the window, Chelsea got a Zakaria from Juventus.
2: Yeah, who Liverpool were trying for as well, apparently.
0: Both of them are technically names and people who can play. And neither of them, I think, are going to be... The people that, like, make the difference. I think both of these clubs needed to take a huge swing in central midfield. And Frankie de Jong is still at Barcelona. Like, how did neither of these teams bounce on that?
2: Well, because he didn't want to leave. That was the, that was the yeah, problem. Yeah, but, like, throw enough saga. money at
0: him. He wanted cha- – he. the yeah. reason he didn't want United was for Champions League. Well, we have Champions League and we have as much if not more money. Like, this –
2: I don't know. I think that's just paper talk, to be honest, and and
0: maybe
2: stuff. I I think he wanted to stay at Barcelona. He wanted to pay for Barcelona, and he also wanted Barcelona to honor the contract he had. Um, so I don't think that there was a number for Frankie in terms of Frankie that that would change that, unless it was like game breaking levels of money. Like he's on well, you you know, he at Barca he's on six hundred thousand a week. So yeah. You know, were Chelsea going to go 700,000 to make that up to him? No. Yeah,
0: no, that's pretty tough. Yeah. The larger point that it doesn't have to be Frankie, just some sort of like superstar marquee central midfield signing. I think both Liverpool and Chelsea needed to do and neither of them did. And I think both of those clubs had really good windows in some spots and really Mm. poor windows in others. And it's going to be a mixed kind of season like... I I don't even want to talk about Aubameyang. What the fuck is that? Other than terrible, I'm hoping he's just coming in to be some depth and rotation, right? And we're not going to be seeing like regular minutes out of him. The same way we kind of like got Eto for a season there at the end. Like maybe (laughs) it's that. I don't know. That's the best case scenario, I think. But like Sterling is a great signing. Koulibaly, we way overpaid, but he's going to be great for a year or two before we are like, wow, we're spending a lot of money on this 33-year-old who's not good anymore. He's a great signing for this season, though. And I think that, like, you look around at a lot of the names that we signed, and I'm like, you know what? These are good signings, probably overpaid for about 90% of them. But whatever, Todd Bowley wants to splash his cash, that's his problem. Mm. Um, Ignoring the overpaying aside, like, we signed some good players, but we didn't do enough in the right areas, I Yeah, because would you – as much
2: as you can – It's easy to justify it and twist it, but if you sat before any signings were made and were told that Bowley's going to spend a quarter of a billion pounds on players. Biggest window
0: in the history of the Premier League. Exactly. One one million short of the biggest window ever.
2: Yeah, it was going to do that and you were still going to feel like the team wasn't improved enough. Would you have been happy with that? No, not at all. Exactly. That's why no. I just think it's strange. Like you've spent seventy-two million pounds on Wesley Fofana or whatever it is. You spent sixty million on Kukurea. Brighton couldn't believe their fucking luck and loaned out a player. Um, you know, fair enough. There are some things he's doing. You know, tying down Reece James to a six-year plus one deal. Uh, Mason Mount's going to be the love, same. Broyer's Broyer's going to be the same. All these young players as part of your Project Twenty Thirty. However, that that works out to kind of move move things across. I I think Chelsea probably needed a centre mid, a progressive, decent top quality centre mid more than Liverpool do right now. Because I think, mm, actually, no, maybe not.
0: Yeah, yeah, you both no. should have just
2: had someone. <laughs> but, but, you know, obviously the, the big one is, is Jude Bellingham for next year. Um, that, that's gonna, you know, there's gonna be a fire, not a fire sale, uh, a big old, big bidding war for them, um, depending on what happens. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see off the back of the World Cup. You know, if, if Bolly likes a splash the cash now, we all know there's overinflated transfer fees after a World Cup. So is, this January, could we could actually see the most uh, movement as, as we come off that period. Who knows? As,
0: uh, as Grace lo- rightly joked, uh, his investment company must be really happy that he's going back to work from his summer of pretending to be football manager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah. we need a director of football. We need someone – like, they identified needs. They clearly knew we needed a central mid. And I don't know anything about Zakaria. He might be really good. He might not. I got His numbers indicate that he progresses the ball well and he does defensive things. He can tackle and intercept. Tackle less so, but he gets the ball back, right? So, someone who gets the ball back and then dribbles. Sounds vaguely like a Kante. Um Certainly, skill sets are there. But, like, I don't know. He's not a super-duper-duper duper mega signing where immediately I'm like, oh, fuck, we signed – the best central midfielder in the world right now, or one of, right? Yeah. So, like, that's what I wanted more than anything. I like the names that we got, and like I said, I don't care if we overpay. It's not my money. Like, when you're evaluating a transfer, you're like, oh, my God, they spent $80 million on Ben White. That's hilarious. Or they spent $100 million on Fofana, like a Leicester. You know, like, that's objectively funny for fans of other clubs, but, like, I don't care how much we spent. I'm happy we got a Fofana. I'm happy we got a Koulibaly. I'm happy we got Sterling. Um, less so about Obama Yang. But like yeah. This is not what I wanted at the end of the window. I think we made a lot of like slightly improving moves, but I don't know is much better than Chile. Definitely not. Sterling is an upgrade on Werner, but like I don't know. I don't know. It was a mixed window. Um So
2: where do you think we're uh, now looking at the landscape of everything, where do you think Chelsea finish this season?
0: I still think that we're the third best team and I still think we'll finish in third. Okay. Can we get our best players out for a long enough time to be the third best team or not? Maybe. I don't know. But I'm not still not concerned about not finishing top four. Maybe I should be because Arsenal and Spurs are both pretty good. And United may or may not be figuring it out and we can move to United there. Um, but I still have us in third. I don't know. Do you guys have us in sixth now? Like looking at recent form? I mean, form? we s-
2: start of the season. We said Chelsea had the big, big old error bars. Yeah. I, I can see you finishing sixth.
0: It's certainly in the realm of possibility, for sure. I also think that, like, we still are just, like, we haven't played, like, four of our major signings. We're
2: moving on to United, Oscar. Still.
0: So, yeah. United. Speaking of major signings and not really having played Casemiro yet, um, there's your trend- tenuous transition, Ian. Manchester United are <laughs> fifth above Chelsea and Liverpool. Lol. What? What? <laughs> Wow, what? Won four games in a row? Manchester United? What? They beat Liverpool? What? They beat Southampton, that makes sense. They beat Leicester, that makes sense. They beat Arsenal? What?
2: They are 1% to get relegated, okay? Let's hold on to that. (laughs)
0: Still still hold on to it.
2: (laughs) Still hold on to it. Was I right?
0: Was it just a matter of like getting, you know, did did he just need a couple of ten hogs? No, did he just need a couple of hogs? before he could <laughs> find the right players in the right positions? Is it just a matter of, like, activating Sancho and Rashford and, like...
1: Benching Maguire and Ronaldo. Yeah, ben- benching he and not be named
0: and just fucking him off and being like, you're not actually good for our club.
2: It's, it's mad that, you know... to to show the the layman observation that we had, which was just bench the players that are causing the most problems and he didn't win (laughs) with them starting and then he dropped them and now they're winning. Um, I don't like it. Uh, Will it last forever? Who knows? Um, I don't necessarily think they were amazing against Arsenal. Um, So, you know, but they still beat a team that hadn't, that had done nothing but win so far this year. Granted, Arsenal needs, I think, need a bit of a reality check Um, to kind of take them. Arsenal fans,
0: especially, need. uh, Arsenal fans,
2: especially, um, you need to fucking get over yourselves.
1: (laughs) Oh, people say I'm the joy stealer. Fucking (laughs) hell, the top (laughs) top of the league. Let them have it for a bit.
2: Oh yeah, but the the whole thing of. Celebrating against Fulham and the Richard Keys of it all. Oh, I don't care about that. You win a game, you win a game. Just stop glorifying someone who's under investigation for fucking sexual assault and rape and bemoaning the fact that he's not in your team. Um I hope his injury is serious. Um and that's about it. So I can see Manchester United pondering along nicely. Um and we see we'll see what happens with them, really. But they're still not necessarily I mean, XG-wise, they've created 6.3 Uh, which has them 0.9 below Everton. Um, And uh, XG conceded uh, is kind of mid-table as well. So I'm looking forward to to Palace playing them next week. Um, I will be upset when we don't win it. What else do we want to say about United? Fuck all. I
0: don't know. You reckon they'll finish above any of the London teams? We had them clearly as the sixth of the big six. Do we have them potentially at the fifth? with one of the London teams, probably Chelsea, I guess, at this point with the error bars.
2: Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Well, yeah, anything could happen. It's still really early days for that. You know, they could go on a decent enough run. And again, it's consistency. Consistency of those clubs up there um do we expect liverpool to stay down there no so they're going to overtake do we expect them to overtake brighton yes so top six is the top six it's funny isn't it how we talk about the the league each year and naturally even though they've been shit six of the top seven are the the top 16 so still there. Yeah, still super there. league baby um shout out to united paying 85 million for anthony when they could have bought him for 45 million at the start of the summer
1: well, this is it. They've gone all in on Ten Hag, haven't they? Eight Hag, sorry. Uh, I gone think he's all up to Nine Hag
0: now. No, 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 he's still eight. He's still eight.
1: <laughs> um, the, because they, they essentially doubled his transfer budget um, half, halfway through when halfway through the window when they realised that it wasn't... Unless they fully sort of backed him, it wasn't going to happen. I, I don't see
2: this team being different, to and, and a few people said this, I don't see this team being different to Solskjaer being there.
0: Yeah, but if this guy knows more tactics... Ooh. Like, like, it was tactics. just vibes, right? I, I don't know enough about Ten Hag to know that he definitely does, but like, that is his reputation. Nah, both rules. yeah, but
1: take the Arsenal match. I don't know how much there was. There, it was tactics. It was, it was a counter-attacking, direct performance. That uh, you, you know, you, I guess you could say it plays to their strengths. But it was, I, I don't know. I, I'm still. Not entirely sold on it. I mean, if he carries on making the good personnel decisions, then then maybe he'll be all right and, and, and playing to the squad's actual strengths. But I thought specifically with the Arsenal match, I felt it was as much of the old Arsenal panic setting in. It felt mm. more much more old Arsenal than we've seen for a long and time. And that goal being disallowed. That was fucking stupid. But Yeah, well, I mean, that that was a weird one because I don't... The referee was looking right at it at the time. So I don't yeah. really know why it needed to be VAR. I do think it was probably a foul, but uh, at the same
2: yeah, time, I've never seen a referee have to look that close to him on to figure something out. And like we've all said, if that's the kind of if that's kind of what you're having to do to forensically analyze and relitigate every decision in every game, football shit. So yeah, they need especially to something that he had a good this.
1: view of in the first place. I mean, he was staring right at the incident. I found it very odd. But what I'm saying is, that it was it was a more Arsenal being doing Arsenal things. I thought the Man United do. man united things but four wins on the bounce is great i was skeptical when he first came in let's let's face it he's he's dealing with different players now because i think he has got he has got some interesting players and uh scott tommeny suddenly realized he's got a play to keep his shirt so he did he did start playing for once so there you go
0: i i scare them i am scared of them scare me they (laughs) scare to me me scared words (laughs) words <laughs> words are good um brighton anything they're in fourth i've i i actively stopped thinking about brighton when i potentially start to think about brighton because i'm like i'm not allowed to think about brighton <laughs>
1: yeah. um chuck will not allow
0: it so chuck do you want to say fuck brighton and we can move on here i don't know how are they in fourth are they good question mark i genuinely have no idea
2: I mean, they did this last season and they were first for a while and then they lost, like, didn't win for 17 games. So everyone just needs to call their fucking jets. Graham Potter makes that fucking team. That's it. Yeah, he does. The guy, he does. And, and this is what I'll say the guy is an absolute fucking genius, and he is a next level English manager. The likes of English manager we haven't steamed because he's tactically astute and can modify him, him and yeah. his team on the fly and adapt his players and gets players playing in positions that they never played before and are able to do and able to do successfully. And they can be greater than the sum of their parts. So when they lose him, they are probably yes. fucked. They probably are fucked. And I don't think any Brighton fan would argue, Matt, with that, Eric yeah. Meyer, um, if you're still <laughs> listening. Um, your team's <laughs> shit and I fucking hate them. But
0: oh, wow. What a turnaround. <laughs> After just praising the coach for a few minutes.
2: People, people, well, <laughs> you, you know, you've gone Bright, soft, Chuck. Brighton's the exact same thing as plucky little fucking Bournemouth. They had a 300 million pound. They're, they're like the fourth highest in debt to their owners club in the in uh, english football and they had to spend all this money to get there and yes they do make some uh great signings where they make money on for example your basumas your kukareas and whatever but they have this policy of spending about 10 to 15 million on players and you're going to get some hits you're going to get some losses does anyone remember johan backs does anyone remember jürgen lakardia <laughs> you know these players that they spent money that came in really high that were fifa fucking uh, wonder kids or whatever that you pay for and they just disappear into nothing. So you're going to have some hits. You're going to have some misses. That's what they've gone to and they are doing it well. But they lost Dan Ashworth to Newcastle and when, because I think it's a time of when they lose Graham Potter because remember last year when they were getting boo, they were booing them off yeah. the pitch. He was saying, I must need to have a history lesson on this club. Yeah. Like, you know, they need to fucking back him and respect him and back this team all the way because... This is as good as they get. If they, if he goes, that's it. If they keep him, fuck, I don't like it. But I don't I don't see how a bigger team doesn't come in, uh, yeah. and go and go hard for him. I,
1: I think you're right. Great. It is it is him because if you take their individual players, you wouldn't put. I, I don't know who you would put in a quote unquote better team than Brighton. Like I don't think any of them. I think they've all they've all found their level at Brighton. I don't think any of them are pushing on for big moves anywhere else. And yet, they all seem to gel together at times because you are right, Chuck, last season they had a very good start and then it then it fell away and they're mm. the classic underperformers of XG. So finishing is an issue. But they do they do seem to be great in some of their parts and you're absolutely right that is that is down to Potter. If Brighton had Mitrovic,
2: they'd mm. be Oof.
1: they'd be disappointed they'd be 7th
2: easily. Without question, I think. Yeah, finishing seventh. But, yeah, but they don't
0: because uh, yeah. they had Neil more pay and he's shit. <laughs> yeah. Tottenham, Tottenham, Tottenham did their business early in the window. They've been kind of t- up and down with the results. Um, most recently, a win against Fulham. So the last five, they don't have any losses. But it's draw, win, win, draw, win. Same, same, uh, same as City. Four wins, four wins, two draws, no losses. In terms of the underlying numbers, Spurs are fourth. Behind City Arsenal and Liverpool, just solidly about the third or fourth best team in the league, in the world, probably now, country. Um let's see. let's just <laughs> keep it there. Um <laughs> we are the Super League. But uh is there anything like new to say about Spurs, or is it just like a work in progress and they're doing well for an early project, especially?
2: I think considering we've said how Liverpool have underperformed, Chelsea have underperformed, United obviously had a very shit start, and it feels like any time i've watched tottenham that they've not gelled
0: or clicked yet in the Mm -hmm. way i probably expected them to 45 minutes at a time they'll look real good but they haven't put together a comprehensive convincing performance i would say
2: no i mean i i think that maybe comes with because kane's still been great kane's been kane and is just doing kane things um and he's really good kulezewski's been a I think it's because Kuleszewski's son, and I guess now Richarlison as well, haven't really contributed as much yet.
0: Sonny especially, man. He's done nothing, has he? I He was first round draft pick for Fantrax for me. I took him over Kane <laughs> and nothing. Nothing. Like, n- no points. And he's not coming up on FPL. I'm sure he's dropped value there.
2: Yeah, a lot. So it's quite strange. It, it is quite strange that they haven't clicked in the same way, but- You know they also have that revolving door of um, wing backs because they signed I think seventeen in the summer. Um, A couple of injuries I think now, but they've got Romero back and they put Romero on a permanent deal, which I think was really good. So I think now that means they've did they did they sign Kulusevski permanently as well?
1: No, I I think think I think the option is still available. I mean it's it's, it they will do it, which I
2: which I think is good. And so you know, and they still got Conte who is the third best manager in the league um so yeah Tottenham Tottenham are doing really well I think all things considered that when you look at the performances and they're they're sneaking a few in there um but I mean underlying numbers they're fourth so it's not really you know miles away um from where they actually are so no I think they're going to improve and yeah they 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 could secure that third spot I think For they sure.
1: play Man, Man City this week, which will be an, an interesting one to see. Mm. But where both teams are, you know, it'll be it'll be a, a good gauge of both teams. I think that one
2: in the middle of the Champions League games as well. That's fucking interesting.
1: Yeah, exactly. There'll be rotation abound. You know, where do you prioritise? And uh, mm. yeah, it could be it could be really interesting because City look like they can be got at this season. And if that Tottenham, because that Tottenham attack should should click, and when it does, I think they've got one of the scarier um mm-hmm. uh, attack forces of the of the league to be honest and i think richarlison fills that out quite nicely um, I thought he looked very good against Fulham when he mm. uh, was on. So yeah. I think he's a, he's another good option, you know. Uh, when well, he popped
2: his top off for a 3-1. <laughs> against Fulham. That's what Kesey should be going on about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Goal disallowed and a yellow card. He keeps that yellow though. Mm-mm. That's pretty,
1: that's <laughs> so good.
0: I think probably Spurs will be the best of the three London teams. The more we talk about it, the more I think that they'll be third. Not Chelsea. Because they're just so much more stable. There's less error bars around them. And they're going to get, like you said, a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. And, and like, we can see what they are. There's no, like, questions or guesses. It's like, oh, this pattern, this player, this position, cycle, cycle, repeat, mm. goal, win, next game. Like, yeah. you can easily see how they get to third or fourth place at the end of the season. Like, the, the path is very drawn out already. Whereas, like, you're a Liverpool or a Chelsea, like the ways that they get to third or second place has a lot more detours potentially. I think I think Spurs are at their stable equilibrium, I guess is what I'm trying to say, basically. Okay, well moving up the table then from there we have City. City in second place, but Holland has 10 goals. Like <laughs> in six he's games. has 10 goals.
2: <laughs> in six games.
0: He's gonna he's gonna score a hundred. More Premier League goals <laughs> than Timo Werner.
2: Yeah. Um Yep, more, yep. more goals than Romelu Lukaku scored last year. Um, more goals This feels than, very
0: specific, Chuck. These comparisons. No, I,
2: I can't help it. Uh, more goals himself than 13 teams in the league. Um, <laughs> Honestly,
0: I welcome our new city overlords. No, well, not new. I welcome the city overlords. And let's fucking run this thing up. Liverpool yeah. aren't going to keep it up. This Arsenal, is ridiculous. Fuck Arsenal. They're not in the title challenge. Like that's a joke. They quote unquote
2: made profit in the in the transfer window. Uh, I say quote unquote <laughs> because everyone says, "Oh, Erling Haaland, great bit of business for 52 million. Um, Agents' fees were thirty million um, <laughs> on top of that. So you know he actually costs, I think, more than Darwin Nunez, who is the one that they're all beating beating the stick out of uh, over. Especially once you factor in the ridiculous wages and everything they're on. but city gonna city uh remember calvin phillips remember him no didn't think so i mean what's Um, gone
1: on there what's
2: happened there exactly (laughs) paying 50 million for players that they just don't
1: care about i guess
0: they're on pace for 130 goals or something like that is that all (laughs) they've scored 20 and 6
1: so it i mean i said earlier that it seems like they can be got at but it might not matter if they just keep scoring goals at the rate if they keep realizing that Harlan's there and they'll it won't matter it just won't matter i mean they'll
2: still be got at and yeah there will still be results because that's what that is just what happens but are they going to be the most consistent team of those ones well the evidence so far shows yes
1: that they scoring wise at the very least yeah
2: yeah they will and they'll just (laughs) if they have to revert in their adjustment period as it were to just giving the big guy the ball and letting him score um that that's going to happen so but I, I am surprised at the the villa result i'm surprised in the manner at which they went 2-0 down to palace i'm surprised in the manner of which they went 3-1 down uh, against newcastle uh, i guess maybe it's the same as like eight hog said that he was surprised at the start that. The Premier League teams, like, they went at him. He underestimated the first teams. He's kind of admitted that. So maybe that's why they've sorted their shit out now. Um, and maybe Man City had a bit of the same. Or, ugh, fuck knows. You know, we've got Champions League games now. Um, they play Spurs, which is which is kind of a, the first big clash. Um, they don't play Liverpool for a little while, I think. Uh, let's take a look. Liverpool. Oh, they've got Liverpool mid-October uh so that's kind of a big test and then arsenal the game after as well um and then they don't play like chelsea and man united until january so they could just be out of sight by then
0: the thing with them that could derail them is world cup injuries because they do have a lot of players going to the world cup
2: i need to sit down and work out actually how many teams are going to lose how many and I'll, i'll come back to you uh let's do a bit of fpl let's do a bit of fpl we've mentioned it before uh, a really low scoring, terrible week for everyone, pretty much.
0: Yep, I triggered my wild card halftime of the 10 a.m. matches. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> it's like, fuck this. Ooh, wow.
2: He's back, baby. Yeah, I triggered my wild card, uh, I believe, the day before this one's deadline and got a load of shit. Uh, well, no, not a load of shit. I love my bloody team and I think it's great. But yeah, Salah's on last knock ins. I got 49 points this week. Uh, Ian, how many points did you get? Oh, uh, wow, the points go that low.
1: do they They
0: do they do 36 36. oh ian that's bad that's bad
1: yes it is a game week rank of 8 million thank you
0: wow wow i thought i did bad
1: game week rank of
0: about 5 million but that's 3 million better than you you got 44 points i got 44 ian you'll love this i'm sure i don't know that this is going to annoy you but i'm 100 percent sure this is about to annoy you if i know you (laughs) i rolled my transfer into a wild card that's
1: disgusting <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> I never roll oh, my transfer. I feel so dirty <laughs> For one week I roll a transfer in probably my entire FPL career mm. And the next week I'm like Ah fuck it, wildcard <laughs>
2: brilliant okay. <laughs> Unbelievable.
0: well i mean out of the three of
2: us th- this embarrasses me that i'm only three points above oscar um after i had a terrible game week not this game week but we won't talk about that um ian's on 372 i'm on 359 oscar's on 356 uh but let's do our top 10 in our mophead league again oscar mentioned before you can join the link is in the show notes or dg63m uh in joint 10th place oh a three-way lovely uh we have pad four with fluffy nutkins johnny worthington with begin and tonic and rob heppenstall while Penenka, these guys are all on 394 on 395 in ninth place we've got lynn hamer atletico bourneville on 396 we've got gabriel Penalosa and baby jota on 397 and in seventh place... Oh, sorry, joint sixth place, weirdly. Uh, we've got Mighty Reds Wannabes, Andrew Mercer and Vin Lee. Uh, still question mark. Uh, 397. We then got a bit of a jump. Fifth place, FTI Die FC, Sophia Gold. Bam! Oh, he pressed the Thank you. I'm saving my voice now. It's quite late. Um four oh five but a 38 point game week oh, bad times fourth place wheeze wanderers owen carr on 411 and as well on 411 the ranking system is so fucked on this thing jesus <laughs> christ fpl sort out your website uh, at 70 point game week mr mike wellman make leads great again uh <laughs> absolutely top-notch work on your wild card sir um second place chicken tikka mo salah chris smith 412 so one point ahead and top, still top, still holding on there. Van Dam, Wam Bam, Sam Dam, Balambi. With Here Comes the Sun on 421 points, mate. Absolutely immense. What is your overall rank? Wow, 23,567.
0: That's almost top 20,000. Wow.
2: <laughs> Numbers.
0: Yes. Yay. Does that mean it's time what I think it's time that I think it is for? Sure. Bluff time, bluff time, it's bluff time. Bluff for time is bluff for time is bluff for time is bluff for time. Bluff for time, bluff for time, bluff for time is bluff for time.
1: Going a bit one on the lyrics this week, Oscar.
0: Yeah, a little bit, (laughs) a little bit. Uh, It's the bluffer. It's the last of the bluffer trilogy. We may come back to more bluffers later in the year. We do love the bluffer around here. But while I am still sticking with the trilogy theme, this is the third of three bluffers. Back at some early days in the pandemic, we did a trilogy of episodes that were just around a bluffer. The bluffer works with, I bring some categories. Those categories have items in them. They bet on how many they can name from the categories until one of them calls it. If they get the number they said they could, they get the point. If they don't, it goes to the other person who called their bluff. In the interest of time, listener, we are cutting two categories, so we're going to do a best of three this week. Um, so I just cut the MCU movies and the books of the Bible, but those were in the third episode of the Bluffer Trilogy way back in the pandemic days. Um, so now we are down to three. So, Mr. Stimson, I'm going to let you pick first. Do you want one, two or three? One, please. All right. <laughs> uh, you're going to love this one. 21. Nine in forest players. Alan Partridge appearances according to the Alan Partridge Wikipedia entry. Spanning from the years 1991 to as recently as 2022.
1: TV appearances.
0: Uh, some of these look like it's radio. Some of these are TV series, TV special, a charity concert, a feature film, a talk show. Not, this is, does not include in a separate table guest appearances, which are at like talk shows. Uh, nor is it books or fundraising.
1: Okay. Uh, I'll go 12. Um, lucky 13. Fourteen,
2: and have it.
0: <laughs> fourteen.
2: Okay. I'm pretty uh, sure we did this before, and you won it anyway. So let's... yeah, I, I must admit I can't even remember doing this, but
1: okay.
0: Ian hasn't taken a category in weeks, so we'll see how this goes. Ian, you got to go fourteen, right?
1: I'm going to go scattergun. I don't do things in the same thing in the same way you do because you're a normal human. <laughs> yeah. Um. The day to day.
0: yes. One.
1: Knowing me, knowing you. Oh. Uh-huh. Now that's a radio yes. show and a TV show. You're not getting two for that, you prick.
0: I will give you a mulligan if you need it, but I'm not. I did count that as part of the twenty-one because it, it is there twice. Um, but yeah, so yes, that is correct. Two.
1: Knowing me, knowing you'll. Three. Yes. Okay. Uh, the film uh, Alpha Papa.
0: Genuinely. Four. Don't see that. Oh Wait. yes, there it is. Four. Damn. Yes, four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep,
1: yep. (laughs) Uh, Right, let's have a think then. Um, Scissored Dial, Five.
2: Yeah. I'll do it quicker than Oscar. Five. Five, yes.
1: Uh, Welcome to the places of my life. Yes, six. six. Uh, Mid-morning matters.
2: Seven. Are you going to pull the radio and the YouTube and the TV show on that as well, (laughs) you prick? (laughs)
0: No. That's just listed as a TV series. Oh my God,
1: so I've got seven more to get. Um, Yep, top, top. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh my god, right. Okay. This is actually much harder than I thought. Cuz you've actually taken a category for once. Yeah, exactly. Oh, what was the radio what was the radio thing he did that was the day-to-day but on radio basically. Um, uh, well, I'm Alan Partridge. Thank you. Finally, yes. eight.
0: Six more. Six more.
1: Yep. Uh, comic relief.
2: <laughs> uh... Fuck off. That's guest appearance surely. Oh yeah, it must be
0: Yeah, I don't see anything called comic relief Yes, yeah. that is a fundraising guest appearance
1: Boo. Fine, Boo. fine I deserve that
0: You could have had On The Hour On The Hour, uh, that
1: was the day-to-day radio one Plutty hell Christmas
0: Nights with the Stars Alan Didn't Partridge's Country Ramble Election Night Armistice Anglian oh, and, Lives
1: Anglian Lives, <laughs> yeah. uh, lives yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anglian Lives Teenage <laughs> Cancer Trust Concert
2: Oh, right, God. okay, that's not a charity.
0: Um I don't know, it's listed under official appearances as opposed to fundraisers. Brilliant. Uh, TFI Friday, why, when, where, how and whom from yeah. the Host House and this year's live tour strategy. The
1: host House was a podcast. Right, okay, well, an audio book. Okay. If I could have had the audio books, I'd have had three.
2: Yeah, remember when I got given Top Gun things after I was t- after I said I'd never watched Top Gun? Yeah. yeah. Suck it.
1: All right, fine. Shut, Shut come, up. All right, Chuck.
0: category goes to Chuck. Yes. Chuck, would you like left or right? left it's never
2: done me well served served me well so far so let's go with it again (laughs) there's a fucking lot of them
0: I'm not going to count the modern orchestra according to liveabout.com because wikipedia is confusing is a confusing list
2: okay Uh, do do we get a number so we know what to bid
0: 31 31 31 yes according to wikisource.org which is oh right the
2: the website's changed brilliant
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's like wikipedia it looks like wikipedia
2: oh fucking hell this has got bloody imdb written all over it is it my bid <laughs> out of 31 yeah i'll go uh
1: down the middle plus a little bit 16 uh 17 19 go on take 19
0: 19 orchestra, modern symphony orchestra instruments, Mr. Chuck. Oh dear, 19 out of 31.
2: Okay, Uh, a string quartet is a violin, a viola, a cello, and a double bass. Mm -hmm. Other stringed instruments are available, like the harp. Yep. Um, Let's go with trumpet. Yes. Trombone. I'm doing brass now. Yes. You're welcome. Uh, Euphonium. Eight. Tuba. Good. Tuba. Tuba. Two much for our american listeners. Uh horn, french horn, 10. Uh
0: flute. Yes, you're on the woodwinds. Uh yeah, I guess so. Uh <laughs> sure. <laughs> you left a couple of brass instruments behind, but okay, we're on the woodwinds now. Clarinet, oboe, two. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oboe maboe.
0: Did I say bassoon? You did just now. 14. Uh piano. Nope. Ah. Uh-uh. it is not officially part of the modern symphony orchestra okay that's like a controversial thing
1: it certainly will be (laughs) whatever this is
2: this is me just getting fucked by which website oscar chooses again so
0: (laughs) well it's one one which means we have one last category for the win ian ranks of the army in the uk oh
1: no so bad okay uh five how many are there again you haven't
2: told
0: us 19. 19 ranks of the army in the Brit UK army on their own website, army.mod.uk. This includes the soldier and officer ranks all the way from bottom to top. Eight. Nine. Ten. How much Call of Duty have you been playing recently, Chuck?
2: I mean, I was nearly in the army when I was 18 years old, so this will be very (laughs) embarrassing.
1: Take your ten. Go on. Uh,
2: Private. One. Corporal. Two. Sergeant. Three. Uh, second Lieutenant, Lieutenant, Captain, Ooh, Major. You skipped a few. Yeah, I know. I skipped out the Warrant Officer ones because I didn't know which ones okay. going to do. Okay. Eight. Colonel. Yeah. Uh, general. Uh, yeah. Woo! Very good. Vendolo, Vendolo. I can do more. <laughs> Vendolo, Vendolo, Vendolo. Yeah, keep it going. Uh, well I didn't I didn't know if Lance Corporal was gonna be in there.
0: That would be down in the soldier ranks. It is there, yes. You warrant skipped that officer
2: one. warrant officer one, two, three, and four.
0: Uh just warrant officer two and one, according to their website.
2: Okay. Uh Brigadier General
0: Oh there's Officer uh, Cadet.
2: Field Marshal, Major General, Major General, General Field
0: Marshal, yep.
2: Other ranks are available.
0: Yeah, I think you got everybody. Sick Played.
2: fucking truck.
0: Alright, we're 3-3 on the season. We are leaving the bluffer behind.
2: Okie dokie. So we're in Champions League week. Lots of stuff going on, obviously. Um, Anyone in the UK with BT Sport, you get every game. Anyone in the US with Paramount Plus, I want to say, you get every game? Yes. Yeah? Sick. Look at me. International. Speaking of international, uh, Ian, (laughs) uh, can we get a Barbados check, please? Yes, (laughs) baby. We put it out in the world. We willed it. Ian (laughs) Stimpson.
1: At uh, at one point last week, we were uh, fifth most popular sports podcast in Barbados. Not even football, sports, all of sports.
2: sports! Back in Barbados, thank you to all of our uh, Bajan. Bajan listeners.
0: Bajan. Barbudan Barbudian? Bar-bo-di- Bar-bodian? Bajan. Alexa, Bajan. what do you call someone from Barbados? A person from Barbados may be referred to as Barbadian. Barbadian.
1: But Bayesian is another term for Barbadian.
0: Yeah,
2: I win. Anyway, uh, football. Um, speaking of Barbados, very much like Barbados, West London Derby. Oh, Fulham versus Chelsea kicks off the game week on uh, Saturday, this coming Saturday, uh, and then we have the usual three o'clock dearth of uh, Bournemouth against Brighton. This one's for all the buzz. Uh, Leicester versus Villa. This one's for all the shit munchers. Liverpool (coughs) versus Wolves. Liverpool just need to win. Um, Southampton versus Brentford, red and white derby. And Man City versus Spurs uh, rounds off the day. We then have Arsenal, Everton on Sunday, West Ham, Newcastle, and Crystal Palace against Manchester United. And Monday, Leeds versus Enfo, baby. Um, lots of decent fixtures all the fixtures are great we're in the the crazy mixed up times Uh, thank you very much this will be also the last deadline that you can enter the Predictor League Uh, so get your picks in that's below in the show notes Uh, win yourself uh, 50 quid 51 pounds who fucking knows Um, say goodbye Oscar bye say goodbye Mr Ian Stimson bye bye And a big thank you to our producers, as ever, on Patreon. Nate, Mark, Sam, Jeff, Andy and Tom. Thank you very much for
0: listening. Shout out Barbados and bye-bye.